Superstar, you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, do me a favor. Give your buddy, your father, your brother, your son, your friend, the gift of safety. Remind them that safety is paramount when riding motorcycles. No matter where you are, what time of year it is, it doesn't matter. Safety is first. Remember, there's sand on corners, there's uh, rocks, there's gravel. Grass clippings. Grass clippings are huge. Don't blow your grass into the the street, for goodness sake. The racing line. Yeah, think about other people, okay? (laughs) So anyway, welcome back to the show. Mark Bennell in studio from Pole Position, Tony Wink, Scott Casper, PJ Duran. Uh, We had Garrett Gerloff on early, Hayden Gillum, and uh, Tony, you've got the next guest waiting in the wings. Yeah, he's my buddy from, uh, used to work with him at Wiseco, and uh, he was my boss, I think, from time to time, or at least I wanted him to be the whole time, um, Dave Selecki, who has designed and, and engineered more pistons than probably anybody in, definitely more power sports pistons than anybody in North America. Was he in Detroit? Uh, Ohio. Detroit Pistons? No? I uh, know why a company called Wiseco. Wiseco. I remember yeah. it remember from Wiseco. Yeah, sure. from Ohio. Sure. They, yeah. Got Where's the, Dave at? Got the big van sitting out right out here. Yeah. So Okay. What's up, Dave? How are you? How you been? I'm I'm well, Tony. Thanks, uh thanks for the nice intro as always. I think you meant Tony and Scott. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so D- Dave, if you're no longer with the big W, who are you with? What are you doing? Well, actually, I left the industry, and uh, it was kind of interesting thing that came along. And uh, I'm actually working in a industry that supplies like uh, big truck equipment, uh, snow plows, and toolboxes, hitches, you know, all that real large truck equipment. That's and, cool. Uh, yeah, it's been real interesting. I like those uh, the guys that would pull into my dad's gas station that worked on uh, Tony. What do you call it? Uh, skid loaders and 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 dirt movers of all kinds but they always had those super big wrenches i always thought those guys were cool <laughs> and are you working in an engineering capacity there dave yeah actually i am i'm uh, managing the engineering department uh where we produce all of the carbon uh material so anything steel based uh, we also have divisions that produce aluminum and stainless steel but i'm in the i'm in the carbon steel division and uh you you've raced for I mean you're you're a racer as much as I'm a racer it's in your blood that's what you do so when you have worked in the industry for a hundred years and you leave I I know that uh, it wears being in the industry and going to races watching races your weekend passion your weekend hobby is riding dirt bikes or racing dirt bikes um, you've you and I've talked about this a lot over the years that you. You know, you have wanted to kind of get out of, get away from the industry a little bit so that you could enjoy it more. It's been a little bit now, so I think it's interesting timing to ask you this question. What's that? What's it like? Have, have you, I know you went to High Point this weekend. You just went down to, to watch and enjoy yourself. What's it been like as a fan? And a, have you rekindled that that fire to uh, to ride dirt bikes and, and, and follow the sport a little bit when it's not your job? You know, that's actually a great question, Tony. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, six months out of the industry and I'm still kind of connected to it. I'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, going down to high point and being a fan rather than a guy inside the industry is really, it's kind of a, it kind of takes me back, you know, to before I was in the industry and get that, you get that rush again, um, 
it's uh, it's definitely a different feeling. Um, you kind of miss the industry, but you kind of don't. I used to always joke that uh, I need to get out of the industry so I can ride more, and <laughs> it's actually come true. I, I think I ride ride dirt bikes more now than I did when I was in the industry because I just seem to have my weekends free. I'm not as tied to it as I used to be. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting perspective, and it's a, it's a really good question. You're uh, so you went down to High Point. How do you like buying tickets to races, or did you, or, or did you still use up some favors? Yeah, well, you know, when you're in the industry as long as I was, you still have some connections, and I pulled a few strings, and <laughs> for, for sure, yeah, I was able to get in and get the get the full on full on pass. You know, it's kind of hard to watch a race any other way. Um, so yeah, I had some connections, and that worked out really well. Um, got to actually it was it was what was great about it was i hadn't been to high point in probably five or eight years or so and wow. it was good to, good to actually see some people that, that i haven't seen in a long time and connect with a few of the racers and not being a, a sales capacity yeah yeah not being <laughs> a guy Weisco, you know the uh, you know 30 31 years in the industry 31 years with Weisco and uh, not be the Weisco guy but it's funny i still get a lot of Weisco questions what's if what's your favorite uh, memory of being in the industry for 31 because you've seen the industry evolve yeah it's uh it's been interesting you know i, I think about that a lot actually and going back over time um the introduction of four strokes was was really interesting how that came about and, and its effect on the industry and 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 uh how people uh think about pistons and and, and purchase them and choose what they're going to do next um that used to be really different back in the day to what it is now you know that's that's changed a lot over the years i've noticed a moment that you're most proud of oh boy that's hard to say um just uh- really being connected with so many really, really impactful race teams and, and engine builders over the years and being able to work with those guys one-on-one and produce what they needed, you know, come up with a piston solution for what they needed to win races. I mean, we're talking everything from motocross to, to NASCAR championships. You know, those are, those I think are proud moments for me as being able to, to, to talk one-on-one with engine builders at that level what about time spent with tony wink how what is that <laughs> what is that rate for you i was thinking about that uh <laughs> last time i was out there was for his uh he had an event at the farm in uh, the white school woods cross i remember uh, yeah at my dad's farm not the farm mx oh thank yeah God. scott yeah. looked at me funny there's a racetrack called the farm mx that closed <laughs> down but Oh, really? Yeah. I just remember going for that and how much fun I had. And Tony put me on a bike for a day and just uh, had a great time riding around and kind of observing and being the industry guy, you know, and asking questions and checking in with people. It's it's always a good time. Drinking free Red Bull? Yeah. <laughs> By the I case. Free food. I don't know about Red Bull. But, uh, <laughs> there were free, free food and free beers around. Yeah. That was a good good time, the, the Woods Cross. We're going to do another one in October. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's at the motocross track this time, but we have some ground right there, um, that I will close on before that. Ev- actually next month, uh, we're set to close on it and it's some ground that my dad used to own. So, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. We're going to have, it's going to be a neat event and, and the woods cross always attracts a lot of people. It's special. It's within the, the Iowa series, the off-road series, but 
being on the motocross track, I'm everybody that races my local series in the motocross, I'm going to let race for free. Oh, wow. And so that'll attract, you know, not all the motocrossers. A lot of them would be like, eh, I don't want to ride in the woods or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be – it'll be interesting. And the offer is always there. If you ever want to – Oh, yeah. If you want to fly out with your gear bag, you've got your pick of mini – uh, weeded motorcycles to choose from that we, you can <laughs> we will also ship you free of charge no charge for shipping no charge for the product uh fireworks all you gotta do is yeah. tell us what you want tony's fireworks uh company is in full swing right now yes we are uh, but i understand yeah it's quite a lucrative business there well, well it did, can be it's eh? also financially sound <laughs> It is. It could also be pretty bad if if the uh, tornadoes come and pick up my my tent Tents. and blow them away like they did last year. We're talking with Dave Selecki, voted most likely to get lost in a crowd uh, by his uh, classmates upon graduation as a senior in high school. Most likely yeah. to get lost in a crowd, Tony. Well, hey, I just wanted to say I heard that oh, the Mark, fireworks sorry. business was kind of up in the air. <laughs> Hardy hard. I thought it was exploding <laughs> with popularity. Taking taking a lead from Scott right in there. Wow, right in there was <laughs> right there. Kachum. Yeah. So uh, bring yeah. me back once a year, and that's, I come up with one. <laughs> you, you said you you were t- going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, you're still involved in the industry. I know you're doing some stuff. Can you can you talk about that or not? Oh yeah, yeah, I can talk about that. I'm uh, when I left the company, I agreed to uh, consult with them for a while. So I'm still doing that, doing design work and consulting on new products so that they can you know get some direction there they they kind of figure you know that that many years of experience they want to keep tapping into it and i'm i'm more than happy to help i think it's uh i think it kind of keeps me connected to the industry and kind of hearing what things are going on and kind of also give that outsider point of view that i didn't have before you know when you're inside the industry you get a little myopic and don't think outside the box when you see it from the outside you, you see and hear things you wouldn't normally hear when you're inside the industry yeah, I got a question about that consulting. Are you ready? Sure. Is because I've been in that situation as well. Isn't it amazing how much more they value you after you're out than when you're actually working there? <laughs> when you took look at it hourly or you know actually for the job? Yeah, I you know I think everybody says that you're never more valuable than when you leave a company. But um, no, I mean they, it was a real uh, amicable split. You know they they knew I had a good opportunity when I left the company to kind of do more. And, you know, they hated to see me leave, but they also, you know, worked hard to, to try to keep me on board in some capacity. So I'm grateful for that. You know, it's you, you spend that much time with a company. I, uh, you know, I met my wife there. We started a family there. So, I mean, it's a, I got a lot of history with the company. And, I, you know, it's uh, it's good that they, they remembered that and uh, latched on to me and didn't didn't quite cut me fully loose. You know, I'm sure one day that'll happen. But the uh, the the company really is, you know, with Al Pizzino and and uh, Bob DeFranco, who hasn't been there as long as Al. But um, there's there's a lot of, you know, if you go to a, a, a GNCC or the Loretta Lens race or a lot of the outdoor nationals, you know, everybody knows Al. Al Pizzino is like a staple in in. Uh, you know, in, in basically MX sports or racial productions events, he's, he's the guy that everybody knows. And then all the people that he doesn't know, I know a lot of them. So when we go to Loretta's, it's actually pretty fun. Any chance we can get you to come down to Loretta's, you probably, they probably need you there to get that outsider looking in perspective that you can, you can, uh, I don't know, somehow build them for. 
Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny the two names you mentioned. There's the two guys I've known the longest. I've I've known Bob since about 1980, 1979. We raced together coming up uh, locally. And uh, we used to go to the track and watch Al Pizzino race because he was one of the big pro riders, just nationally ranked pro back in the late 70s and early 80s. He was kind of iconic, you know. And uh, it turns out we ended up at the same company working together. Um, really, Al's a great guy. He's a, he's a road warrior. You know, you put him on the road, he can, he'll, he'll, he'll work to death, man. He's, he's, he's one of the hardest working guys I know. And uh, every, like you said, everybody knows him. They all know Action Al from Wisco. So you coming down or not? I hey, you know the invitations there. They uh, part of my consulting program, so you never know. We got a camper you can stay in, probably. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you bring in the the the, the Tony Wink uh, Sprinter van. Yeah, I'm going to bring the Sprinter van, but I think I'm going to bring the camper too. It depends on parking situation. If we can use it to, you know, somewhere near the start, um, and and get a plug in and that kind of thing, then. Then uh, I'll lend it to everybody that's race winning brands oriented, and uh, yeah, it'd be. I think it's worthwhile actually to have something like that because you've got. I know a lot of people from the company come down, and it's not that nice sitting underneath that that tent the whole time. And it'd be nice to have some place for people to get out of the weather, you know, get out of the the heat and humidity. Yeah, I'm sure it'll only be about ninety degrees and humid, and then it'll rain. I'm <laughs> ready. For- I'm actually I'm ready for the twenty plus two laps in the heat and humidity. I'm I, it doesn't bother me. I rode five classes the other day at my track, which was fifty eight laps. And when we got done, I went home and showered, and we went to dinner, and I was just fine. I'm there. You go. I'm pretty excited about it. I I don't have any illusions of winning the class, but I I'm pretty. I'm actually looking forward to racing Loretta's, and and the last time I did it in two thousand fourteen. I didn't even care that I, you know, I was drinking PBR at, at, at night and, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a priority at all. And it's still not. I mean, I have it in perspective, but I think it's going to be really fun. I think somewhere I still have that Craigslist ad where you were trying to hire a mechanic and pay him with, with beer. <laughs> I ended up just with Al. <laughs> <laughs> and Al doesn't drink much beer. Yeah, uh, He drinks that weird... Uh, like you, the I all you Ohio guys drink the IPA stuff, and I'm just not. It tastes like chocolate milk to me. I'm. Oh wait, no way! Don't put me in that category. You're not that guy. Don't you drink like Dingling or Yingling or something? No, 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 no. I'm not that guy. Okay. Um, I'll I'll PBR it just like everybody else if I have to. Ten four. All right. So, um, the I wanted to talk to you about High Point too. You were there, um, Eli Tomac. Adam Cincerillo, that the H Law kid, Hunter Lawrence. What what did you think of it as a as a race fan looking at the uh, at the four fifteen and two fifty class? Oh, dude, it was uh, it was one of the best races I've seen live in a long time. I mean, that two fifty moto, you could have thrown a blanket over the top five guys, and uh, they were just going at it the whole moto until it finally kind of towards the end separated out. Um, just really, really good racing. Those guys are. <laughs> I tell you, it's amazing they're on the gas and, and it was a tough track they had deep ruts typical uh, uh high point race deep ruts decent dirt but difficult off camber stuff it's crazy yeah and tomac i'll tell you he um is he he'll have another one another number one plate you think uh he looked good man he he was tenacious i'll give him that he uh he didn't have the best couple of motos but he he finished where it counts 
there was a really tough section after the tunnel jump, that stair step section, that he just somehow had it down better than everybody else. And that's what separated, I think, all the top guys from the from the rest of the crowd. Dave, we're up against the clock in a hard break. I'll tell you what, always good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Good to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Always glad to, to be on, and uh, always good to talk to Tony, man. I, I hope... Uh, Hope you're doing well, bud. And Scott. Thank you. So, uh, all right. So, Dave Selecki, Hayden Gillum, Garrett Gerloff coming up. Hour number two, Frankie Fritz and Rome Ramirez from the band Sublime with Rome. Stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle, or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos! 